0: Consumer controlled versus cancel culture, it's all about motive. One is an attempt to choose where to take your business, the other attempts to take down a business. Screw you if I think you hurt me. I'm gonna boycott cause you make me cry. My precious feelings need protecting. My cancer culture can't comply In order to secure your silence Scrub your mouth out with soapy suds If we strike you it isn't violence If we use our cancel culture clubs And it's time for another unbuckled bumpy ride with your guide the Star Craving Lena Tick himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book. Available on Amazon, Live Life Lean. L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, Amperage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Why should everything that happens need to be the entire world's business? Whether you said it or you heard it said, why should everything that happens need to be the entire world's business. What happened to personal opinion? You know, private discourse between two who are consenting. Consenting to that dialogue. Even if maybe one of them may not completely consent to actions that might ensue. And so, they sue. I don't like you, so I will just sue you. Or shut you down. So what happened to a world, our world, the one that was once chasing and jealously envious of the chance to, of the opportunity to express their inner self without without someone else's self entering into the expression uninvited, acting as the point of view police. Because so many feel that everything that is said or seen is everybody's business. They say that we're closer to a civil war now than we have been since the last civil war, and maybe that's right. But maybe we're already there. Maybe it's already started. Maybe war has been declared by some and just not yet acknowledged by some others. And if so, then it is not yet, and hopefully it will never be an uncivil war of bashing and battery and bullets. But if so, it appears to be a civil war of economics, of email inspections and of commerce, of where we choose to patronize, and hopefully we're not just being patronized and pandered to. It's like me and Comcast. I once had a client ask me the difference between my complaint about cancel culture and my canceling any affiliation with Comcast. You know, the cable company asking, she asked me, what's the difference? So what's the difference between cancel culture and you, me, my choosing to not do business with them, with Comcast? And the difference is monopolies. I'm talking about Comcast as an example. An example of a monopoly where in the cable companies have maneuvered things in such a way that the federal government does not allow any of the same product type competition in any specific area any specific location at all and I don't believe in or support monopolies my opinion so so I choose to put my business bucks somewhere else I'm not trying to cancel their right to do business I just cancelled my subscription so back to the opening premise consumer-controlled Versus cancel culture. It's all about motive. One is an attempt to choose where to take your business, and the other does attempt to take down a business, and that is a big difference. And perhaps the end result to a specific business or a certain person's career may wind up the same. But the road to get there is not at all identical. And we must realize that the road that got us there, the one that gets us there, once that path has been paved, it ain't just ours anymore we've left it as example for others to travel following our lead and maybe one day for them to use it as their avenue and tool to take down someone they disagree with maybe you maybe me if the ends justifies the means then the ending will justify just being mean i'll say that again if the ends justifies the means then the ending will justify Just being mean. And by being mean, I do not mean to imply just being cruel, just being deliberately unkind and unforgiving. I mean being mean, being the mean, meaning just the average. And it seems today being mean is the mean. (laughs) Being mean is our average. And perhaps in our civilization we have so embraced the concept of justification of average that if we feel the world is mean to us, well, it's just average to be mean back. It's only mean if they do it. For the good old days of two wrongs, don't make a damn thing right. We live in a world with the brilliant and the bigot, with zeros and heroes, and all in our citizenry, all are given their choice of what to do with their voice. I remember a quote that said, in a civilized world, Even bigots have a voice, but it's in a bigoted world where the only place where you can find reason and inclusion is prison. Let us listen to our heroes who have the experience, wisdom to lead us out of a bigoted world, and we may help keep a few out of prisons. We in America just lost such a hero, such a genius warrior who had become just another vulnerable citizen in the army that fights diseases like cancer and COVID. Colin Powell, rest in peace, rest his soul. Apparently at 84 years old, he finally lost his personal battle to both cancer and COVID, but his battle plan is still here to be studied and learned from. As the former head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the American Secretary of State, General Powell once gave the commencement speech at Howard University, in mid-1990s, I believe, and I believe it exists in the congressional record. They thought it valuable enough to be immortalized. It's there for us to learn from. His words there for our hearts and our minds to linger on. And in summation, Colin Powell proclaimed this. As you seek your way in the world, never fail to find a way to serve your community. Use your education and your success in life to help those still trapped in cycles of poverty and violence. Above all, never lose faith in America. Its faults are yours to fix, not to curse. America is a family. There may be differences and disputes in the family, but must not allow the family to be broke into warring factions. From the diversity of our people, let us draw strength and not cause its weakness. Believe in America with all your heart and soul and mind. It remains the last best hope of Earth. On the same day of Colin Powell's death, four-star general, Colin Powell, black American, Colin Powell, Howard University commencement speaker, Mr. Colin Powell, the one who humbly acknowledged the students might not even know of or remember him, so he jokingly spelled out his last name for their records, P-O-W-E-L-L. Yeah, him? On that same day that his life should be celebrated, across the many state lines on the east coast of our country, they are debating and deciding whether to take down the statue of President Thomas Jefferson, a founding father of the nation that Powell believed in, the third president of the executive branch in which Powell served, and an author of the Declaration of Independence, which gave birth to this nation. But this is the nation that once allowed and suffered from the disgusting cancer of slavery a societal disease of which Jefferson himself participated. So, did Powell know this? Of course he did. Did Powell let it stop him from making a difference that he believed in, here in the nation in which he believed in? Of course he could have, but he did not. Remember what he said. Above all, never lose faith in America. Its faults are yours to fix, not to curse. America is a family. There may be differences and disputes in the family, but we must not allow the family to be broken into warring factions. From the diversity of our people, let us draw strength and not cause weakness. Believe in America with all your heart and soul and mind. It remains the last best hope of Earth. And I would never compare General Powell's statements that America is the last best hope on Earth with the original best hope who once came to Earth, But when we recall their words, Powell's, and The Great Hope, we see that the call to cancel is not our take the high road kind of approach. And there absolutely is a high road and a low road to us getting anywhere as a culture together. Cancer culture, it's a real thing. Your digital footprint is your legacy. It is the trail you leave behind. So think before you post, pause, before you step out and go there. Is this the road you want to take? A great quote. I love this. The road to redemption is a treacherous one that the accused must walk through in darkness. But if we don't shine the light, then there is no hope for anyone finding their way to the other side. Aisha See, that's our responsibility, to point out the road to redemption. And though folks, well, those folks got to travel it themselves, we pointed it out to them. So we've got to be involved, and we've got to be willing to shine a couple of lights. One to help them see their way and keep moving forward, and one as the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel to keep focused on where they are supposed to head. Not just where they're supposed to see and be putting their feet, and definitely not a blinding light from behind that's intended to be as bright as possible to see every detail of them and to eliminate any possible shadow. Because a light that's that bright, it can't be faced. It's a light so bright that its intensity stuns and staggers folks. It doesn't illuminate and guide them. It has been said that there's no such thing as cancel culture. Well, those who say that, they prefer to consider it a consequence culture, and they insist that it demands more than just an apology for transgressions of harm. But if it were truly about consequence to enact constructive change, would it attempt to affect someone's elimination? Or would it seek to secure someone's own sink-or-swim salvation? It's been said that social media is the supreme triumph of the commonplace, the undiluted sea of the voices of the common. Cancel culture has grown to be common because we accept and we gluttonously consume social violence. We no longer seek truth or both sides of a story. Whichever side is loudest wins, regardless of its relationship to the truth. It's an online coliseum out there now. We feel evolved, but we're still throwing those that we disagree with to the lions. Entertained are we with the social bloodshed that we see. That was a quote from Steve Miraboli. I mean, really, people, don't we have enough lock them up and throw away the key mentality enough to go around the world twice and bring it to a grinding halt? In our earthly world, we debate the idea of prison reform and rehabilitation. Yet the cyber world's cancel culture leaves no room for such hope. What happened to the premise of a promise for change? Unless, unless change is not what they're actually after. Unless the only change they really want is to change their personal ranking on the power totem pole, wanting their face at the top of the crop. Yeah, you know, maybe it's not about the power to affect change. (laughs) Maybe my ass. It's not about improving things that people do, as much as it is about proving you can do things to people. I'll say that again. It's not about improving things people do, as much as it has become about proving that you can do things to people. Do things to them, drive right over them, and move on to the next. And that ain't right. See, I'm a born-again Christian. I identify as one who loves and follows the teachings of my Lord Jesus Christ, you know, that the greatest hope I previously mentioned, who once came to Earth. What does that mean? Well, I know what it means to me, that I don't have to memorize every Bible passage word for word as much as I feel compelled to pay close attention to and get to know its author better and better, and not be bitter about those who don't understand that, or feel that I don't understand them because of that. But within that, I remember a story, I remember a scene, where a woman was about to be canceled within the culture that she lived, and those who wanted to crush her, cancel her, actually kill her by stoning her to death for how she lived. There was a wise teacher. He drew a line in the sand. Well, actually, he crouched down and drew something in the sand. We don't know what. But when he stopped scribbling, he stood up and he asked one question. He asked, you who accuse her, who want to stone her, kill her, and cancel her life now and her chance to change. He asked, you, any and all of you, who amongst you is without sin? Who is flawless, blameless? Step up and let you be the first one to throw your stone. Yeah. You not only heard crickets and a whole mob of stones being dropped as they walked away, you heard a pin drop. And then you heard the teacher, the perfect, blameless teacher, turn and ask the woman who had just faced permanent cancellation from her culture. He asked her, Where are all those who wanted to convict, who wanted to condemn and cancel your right to change, to choose to live differently? She looked around. She saw no one. There was no one left. And she said to the teacher, None are left. No one is here to condemn me, teacher. And he told her, then neither would he. Just go as you are, but just don't go on as you are. Because since you have not been canceled, you still have a chance. See, when we do not cancel someone from our culture, they and we still have the chance to go and sin no more. And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off, directly out of the Live Life Lean Guide itself this time entry from page 72 the expert said the only person that you are destined to become is the person that you decide to be Ralph waldo emerson and the guides point of view on this so then whoever each of us chooses to become we all end up being a child of destiny destiny's child hey i call getting to be beyonce <laughs> me as Beyonce that's scary so what do you think of this using the live life lean system what have you learned recently that's new what have you earned it wasn't just doled out to you where have you added to the world that wasn't selfishly about you now reflect on all of this respect it be grateful for it before you navigate someplace next please like subscribe and share to show that you care thank you for listening I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live, Life, Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Amperage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next.